Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller. And today we have Joe Doucette and Julie Gabrielson from our eastern region joining us over the phone. It is a very busy time of year. You guys are preparing for one of the biggest events all year long that you guys have coming up in March. So thank you both for being here and let's get into what this event is about. All right. Thank you. So we're talking about the Elko Sportsman's Expo. This is our fourth year with the Expo, um, and it's March 2nd and 3rd. That's Saturday and Sunday. Saturday it's open from 10 to 5, and Sunday from 11 to 3 at the Elko Conference Center, and it's free admission, which you don't find that with these kind of shows very often. So we really wanted to make sure that that's, that's emphasized and that everybody knows this is free. Um, you know, we've, we've partnered up with the National Wild Turkey Federation, our local chapter, the Ruby Mountain Rios this year. So they are our co-host as well, and they've been a great help with the Expo this year. What could people expect coming to the Expo? Oh, lots of vendors. We've got lots of vendors of all different types. Um, the big, one of the really big draws is the free kids activity room. Um, and I, I can't say enough about that activities room. We've had parents even come back a second day just because of the activities room, uh, where the kids can enjoy laser shot, they can enjoy fly tying, learning how to tie flies at it. Um, archery, we have a small um, archery range set up for the kids to try that. Wildlife identi- identification, where skins and skulls are out there and scat and tracks, and they can, they can start putting things together to see what goes with what, what critter out there. And then we've got T-shirt decorating, which um, they get a free Nevada Department of Wildlife decorating T-shirt while the supplies last. Nice. And just a few weeks ago, we had Ryan Brock with the Wild Sheep Foundation here, and we talked about the youth portion of that show and what a success it is. And it sounds like you guys are seeing that, too. Um, Young people are loving these things and getting into those types of activities. They're loving these, like, outdoor activities. portions of these events yeah it's, it's really popular with the children um and and it's more than just doing individual things they're learning at the same time like for example our laser shot is an interactive um hunting slash shooting game and they learn basic firearm safety keep the muzzle pointed in a safe direction keep your finger off the trigger till you're ready to shoot um check to make sure every gun is unloaded before you pick it up um that kind of stuff, and so so they're they're not just having fun, but they're learning things as they go along. Our laser shot is a tool we use in hunter education. The fly tying, they're learning a little bit about aquatic insects, which is what the uh, trout eat. Um, we have the Ruby Mountain Fly Fishers. It's a fly fishing club that comes in with their instructors and and volunteers, and they help uh, tie flies. On the archery range, they learn basic archery safety. Um, they learn parts of the bow, how to shoot, that kind of stuff. Um, with Wildlife ID, they learn a lot about native Nevada wildlife, what they look like, the habitats they live in, um, you know, what they eat, what might eat them as well. You know, there's a circle of life there. And the T-shirt decorating, 
Um, you know, it has a lot of stencils. We have um, already printed on the shirt some native Nevada wildlife, and it just kind of reinforces, and they walk away with big grins. And, of course, we couldn't do this without volunteers. It's pretty much staff. Most of the volunteers are, um, like I said, the Ruby Mountain Fly Fisher Club, our hunter ed instructors, our NASP, National Archery and the School Program volunteers that help with the clubs and teaching in the schools, um, our wildlife ed volunteers that, that help out with things like trout in the classroom and stuff. So these are all volunteers that man this for two full days. Um, and, and considering the, the size of the town compared to, like, Reno, we run seven, 800 kids through that room in two days. Wow. And so it's, 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 it's wall-to-wall kids. Um, they're all having fun. And, of course, we have Hedwig, which is our live great horned owl that we bring around for the kids to see. Everyone loves Hedwig. Yeah, they like Hedwig. He's pretty popular. They don't care about the guy that, that has him, but they sure <laughs> like Hedwig. <laughs> awesome. Well, um... It's coming up in March. Are you guys still in need of volunteers? We can always use volunteers, absolutely. Um, and they can call Julie uh, or myself at 777-2300. Um, they can go up to our website and sign up as a volunteer, I believe, there as well. But the best way to reach us in Elko is area code 775, and our direct line to the, the main line to our office is 777-2300. Ask for Julie or Joe, um, and they'll put you through to us, and we can we can definitely get you there as a volunteer. You know, the other thing is we have a lot of vendors there, but we also have some sponsors, and these sponsors really help um, promote the event for us. They help finance the event. Um, our sponsors this year are uh, Gallagher Ford, and they've been a sponsor since the beginning. Gateway RV Center, they've also been with us since the beginning. We've got Greater Nevada Credit Union. Elko Daily Free Press, which has been with us since the beginning. Hilton Garden Inn have been with us since the beginning. Um, Elko Broadcasting Company has been with us. Uh, uh, this is their second year helping out. And then Fifth Gear Sports. And so these are these are companies that really step up to the plate early on, um, throw some money out for us to help do with the advertising. Uh, we, it costs us some, over $5,000 to rent the conference center. And so without these sponsors and, of course, without NWTF, the National Wild Turkey Federation, we just couldn't do this event. And so we do have booths available. If people want to call, um, Julie can hook you up with the, uh, uh, the, the, the people that are setting up the booths. Um, there is a charge for the booths, but nonprofits get a big discount. And even the for-profits, compared to a lot of the other functions, the booths are, are relatively inexpensive. And we have everything from, you know, the... The cars, uh, we have UTVs, we have hunting and fishing gear there, firearms. We've got a couple of, uh, of companies that, that deal with boats. Um, we're going to have uh, some some wild animals there, I believe. The uh, Is Get Rattled going to be there? And there are people who teach uh, your dogs how to avoid rattlesnakes. Oh, that's helpful. In there. They also have a, a porcupine that they use to condition dogs to stay away from porcupines wow. as well. Um, we've got a couple of food and beverage uh, people that are going to be there. We've got some food trucks. But also, Hilton Garden Inn this year is going to be selling food inside the place. we got some nonprofits. I know, like I said, NWTF will be there. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, Nevada Outdoorsmen and Wheelchair are generally there, and they should be there as well. Um, so it's, it's uh, the Battle Mountain Archery Club um, and just a lot of different types of nonprofits that will be there. 
We've got cutlery, people that deal with knives and stuff. DBC Outdoors, which is, um, they help with uh, uh, people who have physical challenges, get out in the field to hunt and fish. We've got the uh, Fountain of Youth Outdoors uh, Incorporated. They're going to be there. They deal with a lot of youth stuff. So a lot of different things like that. You can go around the booth, see what's out there. And, and that really, there, there's something for everything. I was just um, going to say, it's it really is an all-around outdoors event yeah. for people yeah, who love you know, outdoors. Um, in fact, last year we had a local optometrist out there that they were giving people 25% off of their eye exams if you signed up then. I think there's a chiro, the chiropractor was really, really Ooh, popular last year. A chiropractor? Um, yeah, they were given free um, massages. Any adjustments to people right there. <laughs> <laughs> so That's it's a, crazy. It's a big thing. We fill up the conference center. Um, we have generally have about 40, 45 vendors. Um, and it's all free. You, you can walk through, um, you know, and, and it doesn't cost a dime to show up. It uh, doesn't cost a dime for the kids to do the activity room. Uh, I believe the outdoor school is going to be there. Nevada Outdoor School. Nevada Outdoor oh, School nice. out of Winnemucca is going to be there. And they do stuff with kids. I know last year they were doing ATV safety for kids. I'm not sure what they'll be doing this year. So so lots of cool stuff. And a lot of these companies are giving <laughs> away stuff to people, too. So, so you can show up and get stuff. Um, and, and, you know, even walk away with a few, a uh, little bit of swag yeah. without spending any money. Free and, event, you know, that, free things. Who wouldn't yeah, want to go to that? Know, <laughs> it's kind of in between hunting season and, uh, you know, and then the summer sports. It's kind of a dead time of year. Um, and it's a great way to maybe see what's out there in the way of, like, optics or firearms or fishing gear before the summer and fall fishing and hunting season comes around and, and it gives you a chance to really just see what's out there. Is that why you have this event this time of year? That actually works out perfect. because Absolutely. You know, they, they tried to do an event like this in late summer. Um, somebody else did uh, about 10 years ago. And it was just too late in the year. People were out in August enjoying the outdoors. They didn't want to be indoors. Um, I know last year I believe it was snowing on one of the days. Yes, you know, it's a great day. Get in out of the weather. Um, come on in and... Uh, and, and, and pretend you're in the outdoors while you're in the indoors. It sounds like a great event. And we have people who hear this podcast down in Southern region. Um, it airs on highway radio. We have it here in Reno on 99.1 FM talk. So would you encourage people to travel there from across the state? I mean, it sounds like an event for everyone who wouldn't want you know, to do absolutely. That. And some of our vendors do come. I mean, we got vendors from, from Reno, Battle Mountain, Winnemucca. We have vendors from Twin Falls. From, yeah, from Boise. Boise. Um, and our host hotel, which is the Hilton, they offer some discounts too for hotel for your hotel rooms when you come up to stay. Yeah, if you say oh. you're coming for the the Sportsman's Expo, they give you a discount on rooms there. That's some really good information. So, very exciting stuff and. We are actually out of time for the first half of our show, but we will be right back after this short break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking about the Elko Sportsman Exposition. Um, and we have Joe Doucette and Julie Gabrielson here with us over the phone. And we were just talking about during the break, we were saying that this event's free for people to get into, but you guys do make some money off of this. That's correct. So there's a charge to, you know, for the vendors to have a booth. There's, uh, you know, our, our sponsors uh, pay a little bit extra. They're included in the advertising because it costs about $6,000 just to rent the conference center alone. Um, but there is generally a little bit of money left over. And so we take some of that money and it goes into our education programs out here. Um, some of those programs that that money goes towards is National Archery in the Schools, which we call NASP. Uh, trout in the classroom, our wildlife ed program, our angler education program, our volunteer programs. Um, and so like, for example, in angler education, we have free fishing day and we have Angel Lake Kids Fishing Day, two really big events out here in the eastern region. And so it goes towards prizes. Um, I know like at the Angel Lake Kids Fishing Derby, uh, we provide a free lunch for all the kids that show up and, and their families. In fact, there's, there's years where we're feeding three or 400 people at the, at the Angel Lake Kids Fishing Derby. Um, and, and so it can be used for, for things like that. You know, we were just talking about trout in the classroom earlier today. We're replacing some chillers, and they run about $400 a piece. And so having a little extra money come out of that um, really supplements our, our budget that we get um, from our grants. And so that, that money can be used for that. I mean, we've got almost 30 schools, and at four, 400 bucks a chiller, and that doesn't include the tank or anything else, um, th- that, that really adds up. And, and some of our chillers are 7, 8, 10, 12 years old, and they're starting to break down. And So it's really nice to have the, the extra money to, to fill in the, the, the blank spots where we don't have funding, and it works really well. And like I said, we couldn't do this without the sponsors or without National Wild Turkey uh, uh, Federation, the Ruby Mountain Rios here, they've been extremely helpful. Pike Bowles um, is, uh, I believe, I don't know if he's the chapter president, but he, he's also the state president as well, the NWTF, and they're very active with youth stuff here. Mm-hmm. And so having those people to, to help come up. So Julie, you want to talk a little bit about what NASP is out here? So NASP, which is the National Archeries and Schools Program, um, it is exactly what it sounds like. We, we put archery into the curriculum at the schools, um, and that's, that's where we get some of this funding from the Expo as well, as we take it and we can buy a kit to send out to one of the schools that's interested in including it in their curriculum some point in the school year. Um, and it, it, we end up having tournaments at the end of the year, which is coming up um, shortly. So we've got um, term is where they can they can earn scholarship money. Um, it, it's just a great program that anybody can participate in. Um, whether you've got any kind of disability or you're, you're not good at, at traditional sports, anybody can compete in archery and do really well with it. And that's the whole the whole foundation behind the NAS program is introducing it to students that would never give it another thought. Um, recently, we've started a NAS after school. <laughs> club that meets a couple times a month, um, and, and we're getting a lot of kids coming through that that have never never picked up a bow before, and some of that additional funding from the, that's left over from the expo helps us pay to supply for, um, for those needs for the NASP club. 
So if you have any interest in the NAS program, definitely get a hold of us here at the Department of Wildlife because we can get one out to your school if the school is interested in running it. And again, that number to get a hold of uh, myself or Joe is 775-777-2300. I got to say, I recently did one of our um, archery classes that we provided. Um, Dawn... Anderson ran that one and she did a great job and it is so addicting when you pick up the bow you could just keep going all day I feel like well you know one of the great things about the the NAS program is you get kids who would normally not participate in their traditional sports right the football the baseball the soccer they just don't feel like they're good enough whereas anybody can do do, compete in the NAS and and it's got great hand-eye coordination it's good for self-discipline and it's amazing. We had a lot of uh, uh, feedback from from teachers and principals about how they see kids who don't participate in anything actually do this. And it's basically where it starts. They use it primarily in the physical education program at these schools, PE, and 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 in many places it turns into an after school club, so that they can continue it year round. And like like Julie said, there's some scholarships in it. And I mean, there's some pretty big scholarships if you if you can make it to the state and national tournaments and mm-hmm. and so and the great thing really cool about NAS is it starts what about third or fourth grade I believe and third through twelfth grade but you use the same equipment and the same targets and the same distance and lanes all the way through so there's consistency at the local state national level so whether you compete in Elko Reno, Vegas, whether you compete at the state meet or you qualify for the, the, the national meet, um, you're, it's all the same. And it's really fun to watch some of these fourth and fifth graders outshoot some of the, the, the high school kids. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. The same field having that equipment so standardized. And it, it is, it's a great program, and I love seeing these kids pick up those bows. And like you said, Ashley, get addicted to it. It really we, is. We, we use those bows and, and targets from the NAS program at the youth at the youth room in, at this convention center, so they can get a, a real quick little introduction to what the program's like, and and of course then we can also give them more information about how to get it in their own schools if they really want it. Um, Trout in the classroom, once you that's your program, also Julie. Yeah. Um, talk about what Look they do there. Look at Julie, yeah. so busy over there. <laughs> so Trout in the classroom. We actually grow trout in the classroom. So we bring eyed eggs to the classrooms that participate, uh, put them in a tank, and it's about a six-week program where the students and the teacher and any volunteers that come in and help them out um, grow these trout from eyed eggs up to about a fingerling, which is just a, an inch or two, two inches long. Um, and then once, once they're at that swimming stage and eating on their own stage, we take them out to one of the public waters and approved public waters and help them release the fish back into the water. It's not a stocking program. It is truly just an educational program so that they can see that circle of life and learn a little bit more about the trout life cycle. They can incorporate it into math, into science, into art. There's so many ways that this program rolls back into the curriculum as well. It's a fun project for the kids. It's a fun project for me. I keep some in my own office. Oh. <laughs> you know, because it is fun to check on them every day and see how they're doing and, and watch them go through that growth process. And then to be able to release them after. That's so yeah, fun for you kids. Know, we have some teachers who they will um, 
make the kids write a release poem that they have to release, read when they release their fitness. Yeah. And, and, you know, the tank that they have is, is represents the, the habitat. You know, we have the chiller that represents the cold water they live in. And, and so when we go to the release site, we show them or explain to them where the cold water comes from, from the snow melt or from evaporate, evaporative cooling that occurs at the lakes, um, that kind of stuff, or the oxygen. So they learn about the habitat. Um, in some cases in the social studies part, they can learn how fish um, work in the, uh, in the cultures and in the economies uh, around the country or in Nevada. And, and so they, they like, like Julie said, it's tied into the curriculum. In fact, we've tied it into the state life science standards and as well as some math standards because they, they, they track the, the, the temperature. Some schools will do the pH levels in the water. They'll, they'll test for ammonia. They chart things. Um, so, so do a lot of graphing. And so it really works in a lot of different disciplines. We've already identified the different state standards that it meets so the teachers can use it into their curriculum. It doesn't cost the school anything. Um, and Dow provides all the stuff. So, so that's one of those things that's, that's ongoing right now. Um, and what's really cool for our region is we actually get our eggs locally from Gallagher Fish Hatchery, which is in Ruby Valley. And, and some of I've, we've even taken classrooms on field trip to the hatchery so that they could see where their eggs came from, how we raise fish, and that kind of stuff. And, huh? and so for us, it's really cool to get our eggs from our local hatchery out here, and, and the kids can, can identify with that as well. Um, that is awesome. And Aaron over here, he's here. People may have forgot because he hasn't had a chance to talk. He's giving me dirty looks because he hasn't got a second to talk. So, Aaron, it's your moment no, to shine. No, it's all good. Every, every, every podcast is I different. keep cutting him off every time he goes to talk. So no, what did I was you just, say? I was just curious if you guys are going to have a trout in the classroom tank at the expo. Or if something that teachers you know, could come really kind of we'll bring, we'll bring Julie's tank down there. We will bring Julie's tank down there. That is a great and idea. And we'll do that as well. Perfect. Thank He's patting himself on the back. He's really you know, proud of you know, her. You're, you're good for something once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think That's the timing. I, I never thought of that. I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the timing will probably work out pretty close to when you guys are doing your eggs, right? Yeah, it'll be about... They'll probably, they'll still be in the Elvin stage where they have the, the egg sack on them and they'll be kind of burrowed in the, uh, burrowed in the gravel, though a few might be starting to swim up about then. Um, so, so you may get to see two different stages at the same time. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Good idea, Aaron. They have to have a special viewing line. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then... Joe, for people who can't make it this year, maybe they really want to, and they could plan ahead to make it to the expo in the future, are you going to be doing a Facebook Live? Yes, I will be doing a Facebook Live. We'll be walking around, talking to some of the vendors, going through the youth room. And so we'll do a Facebook Live that day, probably a couple of them, and uh, so people can see what's going on. Also, you know, the other thing is we've got some of our vendors, like the Battle Mountain Archery Club, um, some of these nonprofits have like league, you know, like an archery league. You could probably talk with them and make plans to see what might work into your schedule if you're dealing with uh, one of the vendors that's from your town. Um, and and so so you've got those types of things where you can can maybe plan for when it is time to get in the outdoors in the spring and the summer um, and and see what's available for you to do. You might learn a new hobby or get a new interest. 
based on just walking around and, and talking to the different vendors that are there. For sure, nice. and it's all free, so no cost to the person. Yeah. They just have to show up. Let's recap the details, and then we're, we're running out of time. So where and when? One more time. So it's the Elko Sportsman's Expo on March 2nd and 3rd. Saturday is from 10 to 5, Sunday from 11 to 3 at the Elko Conference Center. It's hosted by us, Department of Wildlife, and the Ruby Mountain Rio's um, NWTF chapter. Free admission, and we have to give a big thank you shout-out to all of our big sponsors, the Gateway RV Center, Gallagher Ford, Greater Nevada Credit Union, Fifth Gear Power Sports, Hilton Garden Inn, Elko Daily Free Press, and the Elko Broadcasting Company. The Elko Sportsman's Expo, March 2nd and 3rd. And the conference center is at the convention. It's behind the convention center in Elko. You can't miss it. It's right off the main drag of Idaho Street. Awesome. And one last time, if you have any questions about it, if you're looking for a vendor booth or just general questions, please give us a call here at the office, 775-777-2300. Well, thank you two so much for joining us. And everyone, get out there. Check out the expo. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.